What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the relaunch of the all-new Renegades Reviews right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I am the Renegade J.J. Williams, back once again, and today I'm going to be discussing the 1984 film Splash, starring Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, John Candy, and Eugene Levy. What's going on, everybody? Once again, like I said, welcome to the relaunch of Renegades Reviews right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I am the Renegade, and it's been a long time. I appreciate you guys, hopefully, for coming back, checking in with me, and watching these reviews as they come to you on a daily basis right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. It's it's good to be back, you know. And I know some of these movies you've probably heard me talk about before when I did the old Renegades Reviews audio format. But they're, they're just great movies to talk about. So... There's probably going to be some repetition. Yes, I'm going to rewatch movies that I've already discussed before, but with fresh eyes, extensive notes, just like I did last time. So, you guys, if you ever hear me crinkling pages, that's just me turning my pages so I can give you the best notes and descriptions that I can. Hashtag Casa Gaging Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews, hashtag, hashtag Renegade Returns, hashtag Jeff Meacham Network, because we will be appearing on his network periodically. I believe he's going to have us there on the weeks where there is not a Dads on Wrestling episode, so you'll still get to see me on Fridays, even if I'm not alongside Jeff discussing whatever topic we are discussing. But in any event, today I am going to discuss on my relaunch the Tom Hanks film Splash. And you're probably wondering, why Splash? That's such an obscure movie to pick for your first movie. Well, this month on the Jeff Meacham Network, one of our episodes of Dads on Wrestling is going to be the top 10 Tom Hanks films. So I figured, what better relaunch point for Renegades Reviews than to do movies based on a list that I'm doing with Jeff. I don't remember if Splash appears on my list, and I don't want to give any spoilers there. But just know that me and Jeff's Tom Hanks lists are going to be the best of the best. Another reason I picked... Tom Hanks films for January. All January I'm going to be doing Tom Hanks films. Tom Hanks, in my opinion, is one of the best actors of my generation. Hands down. I cannot think of a bad Tom Hanks film. And I defy you guys to name some in the comments below. Please. I have no problem debating and being interactive with you guys. 
if you feel there's a bad Tom Hanks movie, let me know what it is. I will agree that there are some Tom Hanks films that aren't as good as some of his other ones, but I've enjoyed every film of his that I've seen, which is why I can honestly say that I feel there are no bad ones. Splash from 1984 was the first film distributed by Walt Disney's Touchstone Films distribution as well. And it was also his first major starring role outside of Booze and Buddies. He had been in a horror film back in 8081, but it was a small part. This was the beginning of Tom Hanks, the leading man that we all know today in Hollywood. Tom stars as Alan Bauer, alongside John Candy as his brother, Freddie, Eugene Levy, Dr. Walter Kornbluth, and Daryl Hannah as the Mermaid Madison. The film begins with a prologue set 20 years into the past, where we see a young Freddie dropping change on a boat in an effort to look up women's skirts. Freddie is a perverted 10-year-old boy Alan, his little brother, they're on a boat with their parents heading to Cape Cod on a vacation. Alan wants no part of it. He's not interested. We don't really understand why he's not interested. He's just off in his own little world. So when his parents and Freddie go to another part of the ship to look out at the coastline of Cape Cod, Alan jumps overboard. And... While he's underwater, we see a young girl. That's all. Just a young girl underwater. He's rescued, brought up back up on the boat, and then we flash forward to the present. Where now Alan has taken over the family business, a produce stand in New York. His father, we find out, him and Freddie's father, passed five years prior. And Alan, being the responsible one, while Freddie is... The recluse, you know, he's getting letters published in penthouse forums and ecstatic about that type of stuff. Alan is the more down-to-earth, responsible one. So he's inherited the family business. And we find out over the phone while he's at work that Alan's girlfriend is leaving him. So him and Freddie have an opportunity to go on a vacation get away. He doesn't want any part of that. He decides he wants to go back to Cape Cod and clear his mind there. While he's there, he runs into Eugene Levy's Dr. Walter Kornbluth, who's getting ready to perform some experiments on the beach. We don't really know what, but he's got some scientific equipment ready to do some experiments. He rents a boat to go out into the ocean, ends up going overboard again. This time, not intentionally. The boat capsizes and he goes over. While he's down there again, he's saved once again by a girl. This one, substantially older than the last one. And after Alan gets saved, the audience learns that the girl is a mermaid. Alan still has no clue. Alan goes home, starts to go back to his life as normal, 
Twice now in Cape Cod, he's been saved by a female underwater. He, he doesn't know what's going on, though. He's putting it out of his mind. When he went underwater, though, he lost his wallet. And Madison finds it, or the girl who will become Madison. Let's, let's say that, because the, the mermaid's name is unpronounceable in English. So she doesn't get the name Madison until much later. But she finds Alan's wallet and decides that she's going to go ashore to return it to him. Heads for New York, comes up by the Statue of Liberty, bare naked. Just completely nude, nothing but her hair to cover some of her bits. The police get called. They bring her in for public indecency at the Statue of Liberty. And because she is in possession of Alan's wallet, the police call Alan, who comes down to the station, recognizes her. So they release her into his custody. And they leave the station. They head back to his house. And over the next few days, they begin to fall in love with each other. She goes out on the town. She gets some clothes. She goes to a, a store and is watching the TV. And she's learning English from watching the television set. So when Alan finds her, he's able to communicate with her now. While they're walking home, they pass Madison Avenue, and that's how they come up with the name Madison for her. She tells him then that she has six days because when the moon is full next, if she's not back in the ocean, she's, she's stuck like forever. She can never go back. They go out on fancy dates. They have lobster dinners. They have moonlit walks by the pier. Um, dinner with the president. And all the while, Dr. Kornbluth is starting to reinsert himself in the storyline, trying to prove that Madison is in fact a mermaid. Because if he can prove this, It'll be a huge coup for him in the scientific world. So Eugene Levy is our villain, but he does have a little bit of a face turn towards the end. As they're leaving the restaurant with the after the dinner with the president, he sprays Madison with water, exposing her. It's at this point in the movie that Alan discovers the fact that she is a mermaid and he's mind blown how how did he not know this all along well she's done a pretty good job keeping herself you know covered when she would get in the bath and get wet her fins would appear and he she managed to get dried off before he could come into the room and catch her 
You know, it was very, very tricky, but she was able to pull it off all the way up until Dr. Kornbluth ambushed her and sprayed her down. They then bring her into the scientific offices. They start performing tests on Madison as well as Alan because Alan and Madison, since they've been forming this relationship, have had sex and all that type of stuff that comes with love. So they wonder if by some miracle, Alan is now going to become a mermaid, you know. Similar to the situation is when a vampire bites you, you become a vampire. Well, by having sex with a mermaid, did Alan become a mermaid? So they perform tests. After 12 hours of tests on Alan, they realize that he's not a mermaid. So they let him go, but they keep Madison locked up, away from her love, time getting limited before she has to return to the ocean. And it's at this point that Dr. Cornbluth has his face turned. He realizes how sad she is everything that they're putting her through, realizes what he's done. So he gets in touch with Alan and Freddie, and they all form a team to bust her out of there. And the three of them work together, get her out. Freddie stays behind in the tank just so that when the security comes in, there's somebody there for them to catch, you know, and he can make a, smart comment as only John Candy can. Um, Alan and Madison escape to the riverbank. She tries to persuade him to join her. And at first he's hesitant. He's like, no, my life is here, but go or else you won't be able to anymore. So she jumps in. There's high-speed chase with military and Coast Guard leading up to this point. She escapes by jumping in the water. And he finally realizes that either he has the opportunity to go with her and be happy and be in love or probably go to jail for breaking her out. He jumps into the water with her. And they both swim off underwater to live life happily ever after. I really enjoy this movie, and it had been a long, long time since I had seen it before watching it for this. Long time, like, full disclosure, I'm 44 years old now. It's probably been at least 10 years since I've seen this all the way through, at least. I forgot how good this movie was. Like, I remember bits and pieces of it. Uh, most famously, the, the scene with John Candy and Tom Hanks in the gymnasium playing racquetball up against the wall and John Candy getting beamed in the head by it. You know, there, there were little bits and pieces I remembered about it, but I couldn't remember the entire movie. Hell, I didn't remember Eugene Levy was in it. I thought the first time I had seen Eugene Levy was in the American Pie films. Little did I know that I had seen him in this gym years before. 
But this was a really good movie. It definitely showed the charm of Tom Hanks and what would become and lead to his future roles as a leading man. Touchstone, you know, as I said, this was the very first film Disney distributed under their Touchstone Pictures banner. There was even a little Easter egg for Disney in the movie. There's a scene in the very beginning, right after um, Alan has got Madison out of jail in the Statue of Liberty incident, and he's walking around work singing zippity doo from Song of the South. Very, very popular Disney song, as I'm sure a lot of you know. Controversial as well, but that's a story for another day. There were also a lot of similarities to a future Disney production in this film that I noticed watching it at my age now. And that's The Little Mermaid. You really think about it, you've got a man who has an accident at sea, Eric and Ellen, saved by a mermaid, Ariel and Madison, have fancy seafood dinners with each other, you know, Eric and Ariel have the scene in Eric's castle where she uses the fork as the hairbrush, you know, the dinglehopper. And Sebastian is about to get served. And then in Splash, there's the fancy, fancy lobster dinner where Madison just takes an entire cooked lobster, doesn't crack it or nothing, just rips into it with her teeth and tears it apart. Says that's how they do it where she comes from. And then they both live happily ever after. You know, very, very, very strong similarities in the stories there. And ironic that The Little Mermaid would come five years later and relaunch the what would become known as the Disney Renaissance after years of producing subpar movies. And yet this was the first Touchstone Pictures film and launched Tom Hanks to become a movie phenomenon. Out of five stars, I would give this movie three and a half. It's definitely not as good as future Tom Hanks films. So it would definitely get a higher grade from me. But it was a solid, solid first... Um, first leading man performance for him. That's what I'm trying to think of. Very, very strong first leading man performance for him in a major motion picture. Three and a half stars is what I am going to give to Splash. What do you guys think out there in film land? Let me know. Excuse me, leave your comments in the section below here, as always. Let me know what movies you would like me to review in the future. I am going to go ahead and throw it out there. I know this is the very first episode, but as is the norm with me 
and Jeff, when we do our stuff together, I'm pre-taping in advance. So I'm going to have a lot, a lot of material canned before this episode that I'm shooting right now even goes live. I have a lot of stuff booked pretty much for the entire year of 2021 because I want to try to can so much material before this episode right here that I am recording goes live that I have, if anything were to happen, you know, I ended up getting busier at my job or any kind of life crisis. I want to have a lot of content already ready for you guys so that you guys don't miss out just because of something that happens in my life. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. That being said, leave me comments of movies that you would like for me to review. Do you have a favorite Tom Hanks movie you want me to talk about? Leave it in the comments. I probably am going to talk about it. Any other movies you want me to talk about in the future, leave them in the comments, and I will start to pencil them in wherever I have openings. Full disclosure, I'm still recording this in the era of COVID. By the time this goes up, COVID could be over. If that's the case, once movie theaters open back up for me and I can start going to the actual cinemas again, trust and believe I'm going to work in new releases. Until then, we're just going to have to stick with established films that are already out there via Netflix, Vudu, Disney+, Redbox, and my own extensive library of films. So, until the next time, right here on Renegades Reviews, only from Casa D18 Studios, I am the Renegade J.J. Williams, and I will see you next time.